the Packers' offensive line has been one of the best offensive lines in football. That line is just really impressive. Fucking no! God damn it! What? Turn the vacuum on again. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do it anymore. I'm about to record outside, honest to God. You know what? I think I might do it. What? I'm just going to go outside. What's the plural for ambulances? Ambuli. Is it, it really? <laughs> or is it ambulances? A- Ambulance-i? Ambulance-i, no. maybe? No. Are right, you ready? It's fucking like cold oxen, out here. I'm going to fucking ambulance-in? get a cold. I don't want to know. I'm looking it up. All right, no, just start. Just start. All right, we are back for another episode of the Zonecast. We are without Nate today, so I will be your host. I'm joined by my co-host, Sweeps, and it is Bears-Packers Rivalry Week. Uh, it's a very big re- week and a historic rivalry, and we're here to preview the matchup that takes place this Sunday night at Lambeau Field. The uh, Packers are 7-3 and atop the NFC North Division, and the opponent, the Chicago Bears, are coming in at 5-5. Five and five. Uh, The Bears are coming off a bye week uh, before dropping their fifth game of the season. And Sweeps, you were pretty upset when they dropped that fifth game. With the week off, do you feel a little better? Have you taken a step back and reevaluated things? Or do you still kind of feel the same you did before? Listen, I've been upset for like four weeks now. The season has totally gone off the rails. And honestly, I'm still right there. I'm I'm still stepping off the ledge. I have no faith really, in this team to get this season going again. All right. I kind, of, I kind of had a feeling that's still how you felt about it. Uh, big news, though, this week is Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the Bears' starting quarterback. I know you're a big Foles guy and wanted them to switch from Mitch to Foles. How do you feel about the opportunity for Mitch to get back in there? They really have opposite skill sets. So I've never been a big Mitch fan. I've always, since the start of the season, I've been pulling for Foles, and the O-line has not been good enough for Foles to do what he's been able to do, obviously. And so now that Trubisky's out here, I think that we're going to see a completely, hopefully a completely different game plan from Bill Lazor. Hopefully he adjusts to his strengths instead of Nagy trying to force Mitch to do what Nagy wants to do. You know, that makes sense. And I've been saying for a while that, you know, I think Mitch might even give them a better chance to win. I think Foles is the better player. But, you know, with as bad as this offensive line has been, Mitch can make it make some plays with his legs, and that might be to the benefit of the Bears because they haven't been able to get anything going offensively with that abysmal offensive line. Uh, the line is beat up, and they've had COVID problems. Uh, do we see any sign of relief going forward with this line, or do you expect more of the same? Massey's still out on IR, so who knows what we're going to see at right tackle. Probably Spriggs or Coward. Um, Leno has been pretty terrible all season with his 30-plus pressures. And, I mean, Whitehair is back, so we'll probably see him at center, although I do think he should be at left guard and Mustafer should be at center, but I doubt they're going to do that. So I think the line is probably going to be maybe a little better, but it's probably still going to be towards the bottom of the league. Yeah, it really seems like a mess without some of these guys just 
getting plugged in in different spots. Um, as, as a Packers fan, I really think this could be the opportunity for this pass rush to really get going. Uh, Zadarius has had another good year, but uh, and, and as well as Kenny Clark. But the rest of the guys like Preston Smith, Dean Lowry, they, they've all really struggled this year. So this could be an opportunity for them to kind of get going. Uh, with you know, with a struggling Bears offensive line, so are they going to feast, or is the Bears line going to get it together? I'm not really sure. I I hope it's it's the the, the Packers getting it going. But what what do you think about that matchup between you know the the Bears offensive line and the Packers front seven? Yeah, Mitch is better suited for the how this offense, the talent wise, is supposed to run. But the Packers' pass rush has struggled pretty heavily throughout the year. Uh, so has the Bears' offensive line. And we say this every week. When the Bears have a f- favorable matchup, they just make the opposing defense look like the 85 Bears. So I, I expect the Packers' pass rush to you know, kickstart a little bit and have a pretty good game. Yeah, I- I'm kind of seeing that as well. One other positive for the Bears is, you know, a lot of uh, smoke has been going on with Mike Pettin, the Packers defensive coordinator, you know, being very cautious with his secondary and playing off the ball a lot, giving the underneath. If you're a team like the Bears who can't block anything, you're going to take the underneath all day. So is Mike Pettin going to adjust to that and, you know, force them to, you know, hold the ball a little longer, get the ball down the field? Or is he going to continue to give them the underneath? If he gives them the underneath, I think Mitch is that has shown he is the kind of quarterback. When you make some simple throws and he gets in a rhythm, he could kind of click and be somewhat effective in a game. Do you kind of see that as a benefit for the Bears in this one? Knowing that Pettin likes to play his defenders way off the ball and give up the quick game, and knowing that that's Trubisky's strength, throughout his whole career is that quick game, getting him comfortable, hitting those medium pe- intermediate passes. Do you see him changing to give him the deep ball? Cause he's shown he can't do that throughout his career. I mean, I think he has to, will he? I don't, I really, I don't believe he will. I, if I were Mike Patton, you know, obviously I'm not, I don't know quite as much about football as any of these coaches do. But I think as a defense, you really got to dictate something. And instead of kind of just letting the offense dictate whatever they want, you got to kind of take, try to take control in any way you can. So I think what they should do is play a lot more man coverage, play up, play up on the receivers, and not give Mitch the underneath because that's what he wants and that's what the Bears will want to do. I think you, you, take, you might get burned, but I think you play a little more aggressive on defense and make it hard for them to get in the rhythm and get the ball moving. I think that's what they got to do. Now, will Patton do it? Like I said, I highly doubt it, but I really hope so. Now, going on with the running games and the run, how just the whole running game in general, um, how do you think this is going to play out with the Bears' running game and the Packers' run defense? Well, you know, the, the Packers' run defense hasn't really been all that bad the past few weeks. It's been improved. And the Bears, though, they haven't been running that, that ball that well. So... Once again, something's going to give. What is Which side is it going to be? Are the Bears going to start running the ball effectively or are the Packers going to stop it? Uh, I don't feel great again about it, but I'm sure you don't feel that great about the Bears running game as well. Yeah, listen, I'm going to give you a little quote or a little saying of what the coaching staff has said this week about the Bears' scheme and running game in general. Now, in the first three weeks, the Bears' running game was pretty good. We got week one, 149 rushing yards. Week two, 135 rushing yards. Week three, 130. 
So, like, the first three weeks, despite the defense they were playing to be not so great, they were scheming and coming up with ways to run the ball. Uh, recently this week they said that they would take a look at it again to see if they could scheme to, to what they were doing well in the beginning of the season. And I'm just sitting here wondering, why did it take you seven weeks to go look at what you were doing well? Now let me ask you this. Do you think their success early running the ball, is that due to scheme, or do you think that's more due to the you know healthy line? Because their line was relatively healthy the first few weeks of the season, and now obviously you got injuries and players out left and right. So you think it's more on the line? It could be, but you look at a lot of teams around the league that are having trouble with injuries on the line, and they still find a way to run the ball. The Bears' rushing yards per game is 78, which ranks 32nd. That is unacceptable. I think with the scheme and the Bears' coaching staff kind of saying, you know what, we're smart. We're smarter than everybody else. We're, we're going to try to build more complicated schemes instead of just doing what worked for us. And I just think that's how the Bears' offensive coaches have been throughout the tenure of Nagy's All right, so coaching. while we're on, t- on the topic of the coaches, uh, Bill Lazor, you know, took over play calling in the Bears' previous game. And coming off the bye, I said maybe, you know, that first week it was going to look much different from Nagy's play calling. Now with, you know, the extra week to prepare, I think this could be – we could see more into what a Bill Lazor offense is going to look like. Do you expect more changes? Because I think I do, but, I mean, you follow the Bears much more closely than I. I'm not really sure what to expect, to be honest. Bill Lazor didn't look that impressive. In, in the first half, he looked decent. The second half just was horrible. It was worse than Nagy. So we'll see what happens, but I really can't tell you what the offense is going to look like. I do hope that Lazor will have the sense of mind to adjust the offense to Mitch's strengths. I just that's just all I can hope for. So it seems it's obvious we have a lot of question marks with the Bears offense and the Packers defense. On uh, that that's for good reason. So we're gonna hop over to the other sides of the ball with the Bears defense and the Packers offense. Two much more impressive units. And something I'll start out with is Devontae Adams is expected to play. Uh, that's huge for the Packers. He was on the injury report this week, but he should be good to go. Although Marquez Valdez Scantling is uh, has an Achilles uh, injury and he might not play, so it might be up to Devonte and Lazar to kind of carry uh, carry the reps at receiver for the Packers against this good Bears defense. So, do you think the Packers are going to run more twelve, thirteen personnel? Well, they, they the thing is, they really do that anyways. They don't use three receivers too often, and with the way Sternberger and Tunyon have been playing, they're going to play a lot of. 12 personnel they're going to use a lot of two tight end looks and I don't know if that's really a great matchup against the Bears because you know Buster Screen has been struggling I mean you've been saying it for quite a while now and if he's not on the field you know that makes the Bears defense look better you know using two linebackers instead of screen yeah after his performance Buster Screen's performance throughout the past couple weeks I was thinking that maybe he could affect his playing time or maybe even get benched that's what some people were thinking around Chicago. But, yeah, if the Packers don't – or they use 12 personnel, I, we could see less of him on the field, and that would benefit and the one Bears. One concern for the Packers' offense right now is their run game. Their run, they were able to run the ball at will on just about anybody for most of the season. And over the past few weeks, it's really kind of struggled. 
A lot of people are crediting that to the zone scheme. Teams are kind of adjusting to it, and the Packers aren't adjusting back. So that's something to watch out for because this Bears defense is really good. And if the Packers are unable to run the ball, that could be a huge problem for Matt LaFleur and the Packers offense. How do you feel about uh, the Bears' run defense up to this point? It really depends on if Hicks is playing or not because he has been missing practice for this whole week, and he's been he is questionable, though. So that is a plus. I do think he'll strap up and play having to buy. But if he's out there, I think the Packers are really going to have an advantage there because without Hicks and without Goldman, what is this Bears run defense? I mean, I know Roquan is really good and Trevathan has struggled at times, but he has been playing better. Without those two mammoths in the middle, it's going to be easier. Hicks is really a special player and it's fun to watch him play. Uh, one, One interesting thing about him is he's 35 pressures on this season. He's seventh for interior defensive linemen. And if he plays and Corey Lindsley, the Packers center play, that'll be someone who's created 35 pressures going head to head on occasion with Corey Lindsley, who's only allowed two pressures all season. That's two. That's a matchup of two players who could be all pro this year. That is a marquee matchup that I hope we don't miss out on. Cause that will be a lot of fun. I've been talking a lot about Goldman and he had, he had obviously he opted out, but I just am so giddy about that pairing of Goldman and Hicks that I'm just so mad that we weren't able to see it this season. So I'm sorry if I keep, I mean, I see where you're coming from. We were kind of robbed in a way of that, you know, fun duo, you know, we understand the circumstances and why he opted out that, you know, I don't think we can blame the guy for, but it's just disappointing thinking about what could have been. So from that point of view, I do see where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we're going to get something out of Robert Quinn this game. I mean, I know he has, had some good pressures, but his stat line just hasn't been there with one sack throughout the season. So that contract is not looking so good as of right now. And he's going to have a big task with the Packers offensive line this week. And I'm very curious how the Packers tackles are going to handle Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack. Uh, Bakhtiari, he's you know a big-time player. He's an elite left tackle. And then Billy Turner has really come along at right tackle. But you know, he's going to be seeing a lot of Khalil Mack in his face, and we're going to see how just how good he is and if he can hold up. I have my doubts, but, you know, if he struggles against Khalil Mack, I don't think too many people are going to hold it against him because he is just a special player. Uh, for this offensive line, they got their work cut out for him. What do you think? The Packers' offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in football, and that line has just been so good all year. So Khalil Mack versus Billy Turner is going to be something to watch. However, they might switch Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack from time to time to try to get favorable matchups. But I really think the reason that Robert Quinn has struggled is because they have cut his snap count to below 40% for a lot of games, and that has prevented him from getting just accustomed to the game and getting in a rhythm. So I think he needs more snaps. I don't like what they're doing with Mingo. I don't, I don't like him that much as a player. I think he shouldn't have that many snaps. So we'll see how this matchup goes. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, and even if they switched around the edge rushers like that, even if we're not seeing Mac versus Turner, we're going to be seeing Mac versus Bakhtiari, which is honestly another prime matchup. So that could be a lot of fun as well. So let's shift over here. A big, a big feature of the Packers' offense the past few weeks, and really a good part of the year has been the effectiveness of their tight ends. Uh, Robert Tunyon and Jay Sternberger have been effective 
and they both have kind of similar different skill sets. And I'm curious to see how they will use them to attack the Bears. We know the Bears have good interior linebackers with Trevathan and Roquan Smith. How do you feel about their ability to, you know, lock down tight ends? Trevathan has improved in his coverage. It was pretty atrocious at the beginning of the year, but he has improved. And Roquan has been one of the best coverage linebackers in football, if not the best. Yeah, so that, that's another uh, matchup to watch in this game. Uh, let's jump over now to our predictions for this one. you have a predictions for us, Sweeps? I think the Bears' offense is going to struggle again. However, I think Mitch is going to take it upon himself to use his legs more, and I think that could help the Bears' running game. He usually gets around like 30 to 50 yards a game rushing sometimes if he actually decides to use his legs. So I think that is a positive, but I think the offense is still going to struggle. Mitch still has his limitations throwing the ball, and we'll see what happens. But I expect the Packers to win by a touchdown. Uh, The big thing for the Packers this season has been not turning the ball over, and that hasn't been – uh, that hasn't been working the past few weeks. They've turned over, turned the ball over quite a bit, and if that continues, I think the Bears have a real good opportunity to win this game. But I think they, the Packers, right the ship in that regard, and I think they take this one. I'll give you, I'll even give you a score prediction. I'll give you twenty six seventeen. I think the Bears hang around, defense makes some plays, but at the end of the day, I think the offense for the Bears will just not get it done to the level that they need. Now. I think 26 is a little bit too high. So I'm th- I'm thinking more of like 21-14 or 21-13 Packers. The defense is really good, but it is not as good as it used to be in 2018 to where the defense could just completely completely win you a game. I mean, the Packers have shown they could score, score on just about anybody. They really were lighting up the scoreboard in the first half versus the Colts. We'll see if we see that Packers offense or if we see the second half offense against the Colts that only put up three points. So it's kind of, kind of up in the air on what we're going to see. I expect them to come out hot with the game plans. The floors are really good at the scripted plays, uh, but we'll see. It's, it's a great offense against a great defense and it's going to be really fun to watch on Sunday night football. Again, like I said, the bears are number one in red zone defense and third down defense. So this isn't exactly the same as the Colts defense. So we'll see what happens, but I am still high on the Bears' defense. I don't think but, they'll score 26. Okay, all right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, do we have anything else to add to this matchup, or are we good to go here, Sweeps? I think we're good to go. All right, so that will do it for our Bears-Packers preview. Uh, game is Sunday night. We will be back to recap after the fact, and we'll catch you guys next time. That was decent.